0: Welcome to the Harvest Sound Podcast, for music and missions, truth and prophecy, creativity and compassion merge as one as one.
1: Oh, it's so good to see everybody. Uh, it's so good to just be in the presence of the Lord, to be with church family. And um, if you are watching online or your visitors, i are just so glad you joined us. This morning at Harvest Sound Church, um, I'd like to start with something funny, okay? So here is my little joke. Okay, so there was an old priest. He died and went to the gates of heaven. Next to him was an Uber driver. And this Uber driver had died seconds later and joined him because of reckless driving, okay? The priest was called first by St. Peter... And he said, for your lifelong career working for the church, we're going to give you a small studio where you can stay and rest with your family for eternity. And then St. Peter turns to the Uber driver and says, for your two years as an Uber driver, we're going to give you a giant mansion with a lake and a Ferrari and a heated garage. Well, as you can imagine, that priest was really confused and he thought that was so strange and so unfair. So he protested. He said, why does this Uber driver get this giant mansion with a lake? This is not even fair. When I've devoted my whole life to God and the church. Well, St. Peter had a great explanation. You see, St. Peter says, you see, during your sermons, half of the audience fell asleep. And the other half was just looking at their phones. But when the Uber driver was driving, everyone was praying. (laughs) Now, I hope, I hope that all of you will be awake and not looking at your phones so that I can have a mansion in heaven. All right. So with that, I'm going to tell you um, my message. The title of my message is Exposing the Great Deception. Coming out of the whitewashed tomb into the kingdom. That's okay. That's a heavy, heavy message. Sound, oh, sounding okay. I'm sorry, but it is a little heavy. But it's not. It's going to get lighter. I promise. Yes, exposing the great deception out of the whitewashed tomb into the kingdom. That's that's what I'm going to talk about this morning. So what I want you guys to do is turn with me to Matthew chapter 23. Verses 23 through 30. And we can go ahead and put it up on the screen so you can also see it. Um, And I'm just going to read it out loud to you and you can read along with me. Um, Would you all stand up for the reading of the word? Okay. Okay. Woe to you, teachers of the law and the Pharisees, you hypocrites. You give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You blind. Let me finish here on my, it's not, it didn't, Copy and paste. Okay, ready? You blind guides, you strain out a gnat but swallow a camel. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they're full of greed and selfish indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside will also be clean. Woe to you, teachers of the law and pharisees you hypocrites you're like whitewashed tombs which look beautiful on the ins- on the outside but on the inside are full of bones of the dead and everything unclean in the same way on the outside you appear to people as righteous but on the inside you're full of hypocrisy and wickedness verse 29 Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You build tombs for the prophets and decorate the graves of the righteous. And you say, if we had lived in the days of our ancestors, we would not have taken part with them in shedding the blood of the prophets. You may be seated. So this is what we're going to talk about this morning. Um... I just want to give you a background of my message. So about a year ago, I was just really taken back with all that was going on in 2020. I was actually shocked at the things that were coming out. And I was watching before my eyes this exposure and revealing of a a massive global deception. I was watching it before my eyes. I was like, oh my goodness, this is happening. And then that provoked me to write a book about it. So I'm almost done with that book. And hopefully it will be coming out end of November. That's the plan. And this morning... I felt compelled to share with you um, while I was going through this exposing of this deception, God started to show me that the reason why we're in deception. And the reason why we're in deception is because of five traps that the enemy set for humanity. And I'm going to expose one of those traps this morning. And those other four traps, you can read when it comes out in my book. Um, But this morning, I'm going to speak on one of those traps. And uh, traps are, you know, no one plans to go into a trap. You, You don't even, you know, you just can be walking along and not even suspecting it. And then all of a sudden just fall in. And that's what it seemed like. 2020 was like, all of a sudden, we were just going along, having our lattes, posting our pictures on Instagram, seeing how many feeds, how many people like us on Instagram, all this stuff, and then boom, the world changes right before our eyes, and we're just in a new, we're in this new, uh, it seems like a new era, but I just want to propose to you that we have been kind of Uh, brought along on a journey for a very long time because we have an adversary. His name is Satan and he has an agenda. It's to steal, kill, and destroy. John 10.10 says this, but good news is Jesus came to give us life and life abundant, which is awesome. So this adversary He's sneaky. He, his only tactic is to bring deception. So there, deception is not full lies. Deception is, is truth mixed with lies. And he's that deceiver. But this deception is to not just trap you. It's to destroy you. Because if you study his name... Uh, in the Greek, there is one word, it's um, apollyon, and that means destroyer. He, that's that's he, what his plan is. And none of us want to be destroyed. Humanity does not want to be destroyed. I don't want to see humanity destroyed. And I believe that it's time to expose these traps. And we have to know the enemy's schemes to be able to be smarter and avoid these traps, and that's what I hope to do this morning. Is just kind of help, kind of uh, expose this this deadly trap, and so that we don't fall into it. Or if you have fallen into it, there's hope. We're going to get you out. You will come out today. Today you're coming out um, because time's too short. We can't. We can't be um, just. Uh, lulled by the enemy into this trap and I'm going to sh- the Lord showed it to me like this we are We are like this video this is what's happening in the world right now and it sh- he showed it to me like a Venus flytrap so can we s- uh, put the video up there and this is kind of how he works and turn up the volume the
2: Venus flytrap the sundew it makes itself very attractive oozing nectar across the brim
1: oozing nectar enticing
2: but any visiting insect had better watch out for these six tiny hairs This fly has to tread carefully. If it strikes one hair, it can carry on feeding, but a timer has been set.
1: Timer has been set. Your days are numbered, Joel.
2: A second strike in less than 20 seconds and the fly is doomed. An electrical impulse is triggered and the leaf snaps shut in just a fraction of a second. The tips lock together like prison bars. If the fly is very big or very small, it may just manage to escape. But most are trapped. And die.
1: We can stop it there. So you can see that fly gets trapped and some of you might feel like that right now that you have been trapped and I'm going to tell you, you're not going to stay there. You're not going to, you're not going to dissolve like that fly is. That fly is about to get dissolved. It's bad, but I just wanted you to visualize a trap. We have traps being set by the enemy and we don't even know it we're being enticed being brought into that trap just very carefully and it looks so good and this trap is deceiving and it's the one that I'm going to expose this morning the trap is called dead religion Dead religion is a trap, and the enemy has released its traps throughout the earth on all of humanity. And right now, there is a window, and I'm speaking to um, a church that's very awakened to the Holy Spirit, but there is a church out there that has not yet. And maybe you still have a bit of I could just kind of go towards that trap. You might feel it, but I'm telling you, you're going to have to resist. You're going to have to, you're going to, have to resist because it will cost your life and it's going to cost your family's life and it's going to cost like the whole world. It's going to cost all of our lives if we do not understand that this is a scheme and we have to get out of this dead, dead trap of religion. So... How are we... One thing I wanted to point out is that that trap was like prison bars. And we are in this time where we could feel a bit like we are in prison bars without a prison. It's like there's so much that's coming on to humanity, uh, the agendas. But I just want to say this is not... We don't need to fight uh, this war Except with the Lord and his His wisdom and his uh, understanding. So we have to, when we're fighting a war, we have to know how the enemy uh, is launching the trap. What What are the uh, ways that he's moving in our midst? And so one of the first things I need you guys to do, if you were on, in war and you were going up against the enemy what would you first do you would scan the landscape you would find what's going on and I'm just gonna scan the landscape right now we are in a time of glo- it's we are in a global war for the survival of humanity and if you don't know that I'm letting you know I'm a very black and white person life is very black and white for me my kids know that my husband knows that it's just how I think, and I'm just letting you know we're in a war with a very dark force, and that dark force is Satan, and the the spirit behind is it is an antichrist spirit, and so we're in war, and we have to know what to do. Um, so this morning I'm going to share with you how this trap of dead religion. What it looks like. And we read that scripture in Matthew 23 um, 23 through 30. It spells out dead religion. This is, Jesus spells it out. So I'm just going to review it a little bit. It says Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You give a tenth of your sp- Spices, mint, dill, and cumin, but you've neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. So they start off with just trying to do everything all so perfect. So keeping the law, you're so, so consumed with keeping the law, uh, that can be a sign that you are being kind of enticed by this dead religion, there's nothing wrong with keeping the law, but it has to be done in a certain way. And I'm going to share with that, share with you that. But that's just just note that that's a sign. If you're just trying to uh, oh, just hold every law, and you just get you start beating yourself up because you broke the law, broke what God's word said, or you were supposed to read for 10 minutes in your devotion and you didn't, and you just beat yourself up all day long because you didn't read the 10 minutes of devotion, and now your day's just messed up. No, it's not. You can just invite Jesus into your day all day long and let him be walking with you and talking with you. So this dead religion has some characteristics. So the first one is this performance and works mentality to please God. Now, make a mental note. If if. Now I've I just want to tell you I was in this dead religion. I'm just letting you know. I'm I'm speaking from where I have ex- seen it in myself and I've had to uh, renounce it and ask God for forgiveness for walking in this to come out. So there's no condemnation if you if you identify with any of these things that I'm saying it, because it's good when you can identify it. If you can't identify it, that's the problem. Then you won't ever be able to get out. So that first one is performance. And that's what those Pharisees were doing. They were counting on all these things, but then um, just totally ignoring what was so important to uh, Jesus. Um, And he says this more important matters of the law is justice, mercy, and faithfulness. And we're going to talk about those three things in a little bit. The other thing that um, is uh, characteristic of uh, dead religion is that um, the Sadducees, the Pharisees, and the Sadducees loved to talk about the law and religion, but they hated and denied the power of God, the miraculous. And that we are in danger, y'all, if we deny the miraculous and the power of God. And I I was just asking the Lord, why is this? Why why is the enemy trying to trap us in dead religion? You know why? He told me that if if um, this is what the enemy wants to do, he wants to um, make a really maimed, um, powerless church. Maimed, powerless church. If he makes a maimed powerless church, his plans continue to take root, which is to destroy humanity. Um, Or we have the ability, if we come out of this trap, we have the ability to dismantle this trap by engaging the power that he's given us and... uh, completely destroy his plans. And I believe that's what's about to happen because there is a church that's waking up out of this deadly trap of dead religion. I know that we are... Um, on the precipice of, I believe, the greatest awakening, and this greatest awakening starts with us awakening to the schemes of the enemy and saying, "Uh-uh, not on my watch! Not on my watch am I going to allow the enemy to take me out and make me powerless, so that I can't, I won't have a voice, and I won't speak up, and I won't uh, demonstrate God's power, because there's a world out there that." people out there that are lost need the power of God. And we have to engage in that power. So um, characteristic of dead religion is a powerless church. Um, Powerless, we not walking in signs and wonders and miracles. Uh, So dead religion, uh, Jesus describes it as their... these Pharisees, which are whitewashed tombs. So can you picture a whitewashed tomb? Looks beautiful on the outside. Like right now, all of our houses are all white, y'all. I wonder, if, I was just thinking about that. Like, oh my gosh, society is going all white and grays and everything's all white. I remember a church down here, right on our street, just down, down where there's a restaurant there. And it was a white Church. They had. It was a church, and they painted it all white. And I always used to drive by and go, "Well, there's the whitewashed tomb, whitewashed tomb," because <laughs> the, the, there was, um, yeah, there was a, a what is that? A strip club that was inside it. But it looked like this pretty white church on the outside. But see, that's a picture. That could be a picture of our lives when we are not dealing with sin. When we have sin in our hearts and we are look all pretty on the outside, dress up for church, and then we're hiding things, that we can be walking around like that whitewashed tomb, dead on the inside, because pornography and any other sin can completely destroy us. If it's hidden, if it, no sin, God, hand, God can handle any sin, y'all. It's just more when sin is hidden and it doesn't get exposed and uh, healed, right? So, yeah, God doesn't want us to be whitewashed tombs, dead on the outside, dead on the uh, inside, but beautiful on the outside. So he describes it as that. That was whitewashed tomb. That's dead religion. Um, Then also work-based mentalities, number two, uh, where we have to keep the law and the rituals to earn salvation—that's um, that's another sign that you could be in dead religion. Or you might have just came and came to church today because of tradition. Your mom and your dad and your grandmother and your great grandfather and grandmother all went to church, so you're going to church. But I'm just letting you know that's not that's not uh, going to get you um, into the kingdom. Just Tradition. That's tradition. You're following it because of tradition. So that is a sign of dead religion. And dead religion right now is producing a society right now that is uh, provoking a godless society. Did you know that? You have a lot of, um, you know, these even beautiful traditional churches all of the, if it doesn't have the life of the spirit, people start to leave and go to the world to find the power, to find uh, find other ways. So just, some people just walk right out of church and just start going. I want I want power, so they'll worship Satan. There, you know, you, there are there's a church called the Church of Satan, and that's what pe- some people go that way. And you might not be in church of state, Satan, but just yeah, um, what was I saying? The, oh, yeah, the, so these people that are in these traditional churches, they come out wanting something. They want power, and they're looking for it. And if, we're not, if we don't have it, they're going to go out of the church. And that's going to create a godless society, y'all. A godless society is a powerless society, and we cannot do that on our watch. The other thing is, um, if we don't have the supernatural and we're denying the power, see, we're, what's happening is we have a form of godliness, but denying its power, as it says in 2 Timothy 3.5. Um, and that's also provoking this godless society. And this is kind of, you're, you're watching it. You're watching it in real time right now. Um, a lot of the people that are uh, in positions of power are not necessarily have a relationship with Jesus, right? And whose fault is that? That's ours, y'all, because we're not being the light, and we're not being authentic, and we're not being true. When we are a fierce light, people will want to come to church and want what you have. They'll be jealous for it. I believe that that there's going to be such a fierce light that's going to come out of each of you that you, people are going to just be around you and go, I want that. What is it? I remember doing that with Scott when I met him. He was in my, um, he came to my Sunday school class, and I remember his eyes were like like fire. He was just like glowing with Jesus. And I was like, what is that? What is that? And I remember sitting in my in my, um Sunday school class in my Baptist church going, I I need more. So there's something more than what the pastor is preaching here. And then Scott comes to my Sunday school class, and he's just like oozing with Jesus, and he's just talking about Jesus like he's his best friend. And I'm like, wow, I want that. What is that? I was jealous. He provoked me to jealousy for what was inside of him. And I think That we're all supposed to have that. So, there are three things that if we can uh, really uh, live in, we can break out of this dead religion. And I'm just gonna share that with you. Because we're all, as believers, called to live this vibrant, contagious life Um, that people will just go, I want that. I want what you have. I believe that's coming. So the first thing that uh, how we're going to break out of this dead religion is, number one, having intimacy. Intimacy with Jesus. Intimacy with the Holy Spirit. And this is really about being f- the, the word faithfulness. You remember when we were reading in that scripture in uh, Matthew 23, Um, If we can go up to Matthew 23, it says, but you have neglected, he's talking to the Pharisees, you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. Faithfulness is faithfulness to him. Being faithful is... To the King of Kings, Jesus. And, you know, we can be a church and love reading our Bibles and love going to Bible study and love fellowshipping, but we don't have, we haven't cultivated a friendship with Jesus. We will um, be trapped by this dead religion. So we need to have our first love again. That's what we were singing about earlier, to, to really put him first. And to have that first love, that is that is taking time to be with Jesus in whatever way that you need to do, what you need to do to get close to him. If that's getting in and diving in the word and opening the word up and let the word just get into you, memorizing the word. Or if that's putting on your favorite worship music and letting that saturate you or go for a walk and just memorize scripture that Scott and I do that we love memorizing the word as we walk so we're exercising and getting our spiritual um yeah spiritual nur- nourish- nourishment or nutrition which is, which is awesome um so having intimacy is really important and I remember I w- my whole life, I've, I have accepted Jesus at four. So I knew Jesus. I knew God. And then um, I think it was in my 20s when I was in that Baptist church going, there's more. There's more, Lord. No, there's more than what this Baptist preacher is saying about you. And um, when I met Scott, he started telling me about the Holy Spirit. I was like, What? Holy Spirit? Yeah, of course. Holy Spirit? Yeah, He's in me. Um, But He started to tell me about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I had never heard of the baptism of the Holy Spirit in um, all the churches that I had attended. And I had gone to several denominations growing up. And I just want to say, if we are not immersed in the Holy Spirit we will not be activated in the power of the Spirit because we need the power, and we're just we just have a little bit of Holy Spirit. Okay, i invite, invite you in, but you don't understand what you've been given. See, in Acts 1-5, it says, John baptized with water, but in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Difference between water baptism and the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it says it in Acts 1-5. There's a big difference. And baptism basically is just immersion. How many of you just want to be immersed in the Holy Spirit? I do. Immersion means fully dunked, fully filled with all of God. Holy Spirit is God living within us. When Jesus ascended, he left the Holy Spirit to be our spirit of truth and our counselor and our comforter. We need the Holy Spirit, and that Holy Spirit so activated that we walk in all of the gifts that God gave us To walk in, and that's those gifts are spelled out in First Corinthians chapter twelve. And those, um, I'm not going to go into it this morning, but uh, just to recap it: there's power gifts, there's utterance gifts, and there's revelatory gifts. And you need all of them, y'all. We need to be a powerful church activated in these gifts. So I'm just believing. Um, that as you're hearing my voice, and if you've not been filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized in the Holy Spirit, that um, you can come after church, and we can pray for the filling of that filling for you. Um, but we all need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus came to have a relationship with us. He died on that cross, and he, and then uh, he gave us that uh, the gift of eternal life and he freely gave it to us and then went up and left us the Holy Spirit and we need all of the Holy Spirit. We can't live a day without the Holy Spirit. So let's, let's really long for that intimacy with um, Jesus and intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Okay, number two um, thing that you need to break out of dead religion is community, community. All right. So this is the mercy part of that scripture um, that we just read about. Uh, going back to, can we put that scripture on the screen so everybody can kind of just see that? The f- verse twenty three. Yes. All right. So the more important matters of the law is justice, mercy, and faithfulness. Faithfulness is faithfulness to Jesus, faithfulness to the Holy Spirit. And the next one that I'm going to talk about is um, mercy, which is what happens in community. Mercy is really just love and forgiveness that is extended to each other. And that can happen when we have a healthy community. See, we are not meant to do life alone alone. If you um, are, you know, you've got Jesus, you've got Holy Spirit, but you're just living life alone, doing life alone, and you don't have a church family that you're plugged into, planted and rooted. When the storms come, it's easy to get blown away, just kind of tossed. And right, if you felt 2020 wins, it was intense. And it was to make us isolated, to make us so by ourselves and that um, we don't have each other. And but there is such a power that comes when two believers agree together in prayer. What the power? Matthew eighteen nineteen says that when two or three gather in His name, whatever we ask, it will be done. I have just noticed the power that comes when we come together as a church and church family. So I just encourage you to be in community. Community is how we are getting anchored. I was I was uh, at a wedding this weekend, and I was uh, speaking to this. Um, Lady who was part of, she used to be before the pandemic very plugged into her church. She was plugged into her church friends, and then the pandemic made her so isolated. And then now her church is only online. So she was just sharing with me her woes of like, I am so lonely. I am so sad because. I can only watch church online and I'm by myself. She's had a lot of tragedies that happened in her life and no one to like do help her through life because she's all alone. But that is what the enemy's plan is to divide us and not have our communities. And, he, and even, in, uh, even if there wasn't a pandemic, sometimes our independence Uh, creates this, I'll just do life by myself, me and Jesus, we'll just handle it. And I don't think we're meant to do that. I remember for me, 10 years ago, I fought cancer. And that was one of the toughest things that I had gone through. And I could not have done it without my church family. It was through My church family praying for me daily, covering me as I was walking through that journey. And we did not know how long it would take before I would be healed. But I just want to tell you if I didn't have my church family, I could have fallen apart. But I had my family and also my natural family. My, my natural family was so supportive. My mom, dad, my, my, uh, my children, my husband. But to have a spiritual family that's covering and praying for me. And then when I, when I uh, was really sick, I had meals uh, brought to me. I, I just It was just beautiful. We're not meant to do life alone. So if you don't have a church family, find a church family and don't jump around. Get rooted in that church. And because if you get rooted, when the storms come, you're not going to get blown away. You're going to get strong and nourished. I I remember that because I was growing um, vegetables this summer and I realized something. This is my first time to grow vegetables, y'all. It was awesome. Uh, But I learned a lot about life through watching my tomato plants i was growing this heirloom tomatoes they were they were supposed to be delicious but my my tomato <laughs> my tomato plants uh, i i i nurtured it took care of it and then it started to like look like it was it had a bug on it and it was dying and i called every specialist to to try to help me with this tomato plant. And basically, the advice that I got was keep nourishing the roots. Keep nourishing the roots. Don't give up on it. Because I was about to cut it off. I was just like, I'm done with this tomato plant. It's growing weird, and it's got weird leaves, and it's growing down, and it looks deformed. And I was about to chop it off, and then I got... Got the tip, nourish the roots. So I was like, okay, I'm going to nourish the roots. I'm, I don't understand, but I'm going to nourish the roots. So I just, just kept flooding it with nutrition. nutrition, Even though I wasn't seeing it on the outside, just kept flooding it. And y'all, I got the best, biggest tomatoes. They're like this big. They're beautiful, tasted delicious, and I was in awe. And what was so beautiful was even the most... Uh, the ones, the 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 sucker vines. I even took the sucker vines and planted the sucker vines, and it grew. So I was like, "Oh my gosh!" It's all about the the how deep your roots go the and the nutrition of your soil. And what's your soil? Your community, y'all. Your community is where you're going to get your nutrition. The soil that's going to help you when bugs come and you know there's some bugs out there. Satan has lots of little lies that he'll throw at you to bug your brain, bug your life, <laughs> bug your body. <laughs> he is Beelzebub, the Lord of the flies, right? So, you just want to get him off of you. Have a healthy soil. Have healthy community, y'all. It's important. We need each other. And the times we're coming into, we need each other more than ever. We need community. So that is about being, having that mercy for each other. Be loving and forgiving. And speak truth and love, y'all. Don't don't let your brother just stumble and just live going off on a wrong path, call, call them up higher. Say, you're better than that. I see this in you. And call them up because we need each other. We do. We do. Come on, y'all. We're going to have a healthy, vibrant church throughout the earth. The churches is rising healthily. Community. We're going to have to stay in community to survive, y'all. It's important. Okay. Last point, number three, uh, last thing that to uh, come out of dead religion is having kingdom mindset. Kingdom, living for the kingdom. And this is um, the word justice in that scripture. Can we keep that scripture up? There you go. So... uh, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law: justice, mercy, and faithfulness. So justice comes when we we live in a kingdom that's a that's uh, the kingdom of God. Kingdom of God is built on justice. Did you know in Psalms eighty nine fourteen it says the foundation of God's throne is righteousness and justice. We are called to. Cultivate a kingdom of justice. And that means taking care of the poor, taking care of the oppressed, taking care of the orphans, taking care of the widows. And, and that's not, so if you think of, uh, there's a scripture in James one twenty seven, which was the foundational scripture of this church and ministry. Um, it says, pure and undefiled religion is this to look after widows and orphans, and to keep ourselves uh, uh, free from being polluted from the world. And so pure religion is being able to administer justice, y'all. Activating compassion, activating the love for those that are broken. And uh, this is what's going to purify us. So you can have all this religion, do all that Bible reading and... uh, Get that word in you. Now you've now you've gone to that worship concert and just filled up, and then you just start. You know you're not activating compassion. What happens is then you start to become selfish. See that when we start to give to those that can't repay, it it purifies us. It's like a cleansing that happens when we when we give to those in need and those that can't give back. Um, it. It keeps our religion pure. So let's be ambassadors of the king and administer justice um, in the earth. We're, we're, we are going to be coming out of this dead religion into this pure, pure religion, I believe. Let's, I just see that as we have um, exposed these traps the, the trap of dead religion and, and its signs, I, I feel that God is right now um, raising up a supernatural uh, church worldwide. We're, we're going to break free from dead religion. And if there's been any, any bit of this in us, I believe today we need to get free. We can't go out of these doors without the life of the Spirit, the life of God filling us and flooding us. Uh, We are called to live this life um, with this pure religion. All of us walking in pure religion. All the earth walking in pure religion. And uh, we're going to be set free because you are called to walk out the fullness of everything God designed in each of you. And you can't do it if you're trapped in dead religion. So it's time to come out. So let's pray. We're going to just pray together and believe that the Lord will wash us and cleanse us of any way we've come into agreement with dead religion. And we're going to come into the life of the Spirit. So let's pray. So Father, we just thank you right now for the church, our church right here, and the church that's watching right now online and the church throughout the earth, Lord, we just ask right now here, here we are, would you right now just wash and cleanse us for any way we've come into agreement with the with this uh, stronghold of dead religion? Oh, Father, forgive us. Forgive us for any way that we've come into agreement with it. Would you... Would you just um, bring your cleansing river, cleansing river, just fresh living water, just flow from your throne and just wash away the effects, Lord. Wash away the effects, Holy Spirit, that you would just wash us, wash us, cleanse us. Father, that we cannot be works mentality. We, We need an authentic relationship with you, Jesus cultivated in our closets cultivated in our hidden times not when everybody sees it so Father would you just give us a hunger for you hunger for you Lord awaken, awaken, awaken our hearts because we want to come back to our first love out of this love Lord that we can love the world around us love the orphans and the widows oh Lord Father give us that that gift of compassion. Open up our hearts for the lost. Open up our hearts for the broken. Open Open up our hearts, God. Oh, Lord, break our heart for what breaks yours. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, just come right now. Come in our midst. Thank you, Father, for washing. Thank you for cleansing. Thank you for cleansing. Thank you, Lord. And now, Lord, would you just baptize us afresh? Baptize us afresh with the fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. If you want a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit, I just want you to raise your hand up high. And we're just going to pray for the fresh filling. Oh, Lord, here we are. Here we are. You are Ruach, the breath. And would you just release the breath of heaven right now into your believers right now here and those that are watching the breath of god flowing 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 and filling 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 oxygenating oxygenating your your spirit man back to life being immersed with the holy spirit immersion holy spirit come Come, come. And I just want you to just, right where you're at, just invite Holy Spirit just to come and fill you fresh. Fresh. Holy Spirit, just fill us afresh. We want you. We want more. We want more. We want more. More of you. More of your power. More of your spirit. More of you, Lord. More of you. More of you fill us flood us oh lord thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus yes lord and i just say right now would you release your power power holy spirit wants to empower you power of god fill you and flood you power of god fill you and flood you you are not powerless You are filled with the power of God. You will walk in signs and wonders and miracles. You will. You will raise the dead. You will make the blind see and the lame walk because Jesus Christ lives in you. The resurrection power is in you and it's flowing right now. Flowing right now. And what you've had, what you've seen in your lifetime is just a taste, y'all. It's just a taste. The The best is yet to come. And I'm letting you know right now people coming out of tombs right now there's people coming out of whitewashed tombs right now dead religion is being broken off dead religion is being broken off right now out of dead religion and into the life of the spirit life of the spirit life of the spirit holy spirit bring your life your life carriers, your life carriers, your light carriers, light carriers, you are light carriers, light carriers. And I want you to speak that of yourself. I am a light carrier and I'm a life carrier. You carry the life of the spirit, light and life. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There is a church rising up right now, and it's flooding the earth like a tsunami. Jesus is arising in the earth. A life-filled church is rising up, filled, that is walking in purity, because they're walking out pure religion. Oh, thank you, Lord, for this. Jesus' name, amen.
0: Wow, that was powerful. Y'all receive that? Woo! Thank you, Lord. Let's just stand up. I get just a little something I felt the Lord gave me at the last minute there. It was so good. How many people want to be delivered of dead, dead religion? I remember someone years ago said, there's a little Pharisee in us all, and it's good to constantly uh, be delivered of such things. Uh, the spirit of religion is not the same as this, the Holy Spirit.
3: like that. I'll fix the last line. Don't worry. Holy Spirit fill us up Holy Spirit Sing it to the Holy Spirit. We're not going to live without you. Holy Spirit, fill us up. Holy Spirit, fill our cup. We need you. We need you, Lord. We're not going to live
0: without you. Make it a prayer one more time. Lord, we thank you for this word, Father. We thank you that you deliver us from traps that the devil tries to set. We thank you for the power of your word that does not return void. Lord, we pray for a vibrant people, a bride that's rising, a bride who lives in the light as you are in the light, Lord. We thank you, Father God, that you expel the darkness that would try to swallow us up in such times. Lord, we pray you'd expose the deception, Lord, that's all around us, Lord, that we would we would live as we are, the elect of God who can hear the voice of the Lord, the sheep that hear the voice of their shepherd. Thank you, Lord. Just raise your hands one more time. Just receive an impartation of pure religion, pure relationship, Woo! justice, mercy, and faithfulness. Jesus said, these are the most important matters to the law of the law, according to Jesus. Who's interested in what's most important to Jesus? Justice. We speak it over you. Mercy and faithfulness. Justice, mercy, and faithfulness. Faithfulness unto the Lord. Faithfulness in your relationships. Mercy and compassion in community. And justice. You serve. A king who's the king of justice. The king loves justice. Let justice be established in the earth. Justice in America. We declare in Jesus'
3: mighty name. Woo, come on, let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. Let's thank the Lord. Let's thank the Lord.